live from Crapper Creek, Alaska, the podcast. And welcome to the weekly podcast live from the cabin here in Crapper Creek, Alaska. My name's Glenn or I'm your host. You can catch me weekday mornings on the radio live, a uh, live stream as I host the farthest North rock and roll radio show in the world live at xrock959.com from our cabin here in Crapper Creek, Alaska. I hope everybody is doing well. We got a great show this week. I've got the mayor of Fairbanks playing Yes or BS. Legendary rock drummer extraordinaire Carmine Apiece joins us. We'll talk about taking care of your pets during the coronavirus with Dr. D from Animal House Veterinary Hospital. You may remember her from Dr. D Alaska Vet on Animal Planet. And the legendary Bob Zaney, one of the funniest men in America, helps us with our idiot of the day. Dr. Scott Looper will be in. We'll talk a a little tidbits about staying safe during these times, plus a bunch of wacky zaniness that goes along with the show. And we cram all the best of it from the week into the weekly podcast right here. And I thank you for being a part of that. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. And it's a pleasure once again to bring back the host of KFAR's uh, Saturday show, Health Talk, and of course, a uh, man behind the scene at White Spruce Medical, formerly the Alaska Center for Natural Medicine. It is once again Dr. Scott Looper with us. Uh, Doc, how are you? Doing great. Yeah. Doing great. Hanging in there? You know, there? and I'm holding up well with all the, the stress and changes that are going on. And Glenn, today we, we talked about uh, our theory that. Uh, Fairbanks has been exposed to COVID already. What was our connections with Asia, people flying in from China and other places? And you and I, every time we get together, we always talk about this. Well, it turns out that the rest of the world is also talking about this because the rates on the West Coast are way less than they should be. We're not following projections, not like the East Coast, not like down in Louisiana, not like in Europe. So it turns out that there's some actual money and resources going into answering this question. Folks down in the Bay Area at Stanford University uh-huh. are running 3,000 tests to check and see if the regular population's got immunity already. And we haven't seen the results yet back from this. But this explains to some extent why we can't get the test, because I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that, about you and I, because, and we've mentioned on the show, and I've mentioned that uh, I was deathly ill the ver- January 1st, coming back from Hawaii. Everybody that came back got really sick. Uh, luckily, yep. I left work, and I was home for a week, and I don't, yep. I don't think it spread to anybody else around me, uh, just because I'm kind of careful anyway, uh, and a bit of a germaphobe, and I rarely ever get sick, and you had it too, and Jerry yep. and I, my wife got a slight something the last few days in Hawaii that turned into strep. So it's very, it is very interesting and it would make it's sense. Suspicious. And what do they call that? They call it um, herd uh, immunity, correct? Yeah. Herd immunity that, that we may, in fact, the reason why our numbers here at Fairbanks are low and they are, we're way off track. We're way lower than we should be right now, which is odd. It's like, there's gotta be some reason for it. I thought maybe it was just a blip statistical little variation it's not now of course us all staying home has got something to do with this thing but you know people are still out about you know going shopping and doing other stuff we're still getting exposure the numbers shouldn't be as low as they are based on previous experience it's enough to the point where other people are asking the same question and thank goodness they're putting some energy and resources into figuring out whether this is the case or not we should know here within a week 
or so, maybe 10 days, whether this actually is good, this theory is going to hold some water. We're calling the labs uh, every three, four days, the local labs, and trying to get these serological tests, these antibody tests, so we can start running and testing our patients and people like you and seeing if we actually have immunity. At first, they said we'll have it in two weeks. Uh, yesterday, they said, uh, we don't know when we're going to get it. And I think the reason why is because other people are snatching the tests up that are further south. Right. They're a little closer to the source. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're right around the corner from the cookie store. Yeah, right. Well, that's so, Glenn, great we're, stuff. We're going to keep posted on this one. But I think it's, it's interesting to point out. And if it turns out it's true, it's fabulous news because it's going to show that a lot of us are already safe. There you yeah, go. We don't have to worry about getting it. Well, we'll see if that happens, and uh, stay tuned, folks, because I'll be the I'll be right in line with you, Doc. Once we find out, you let me know. Now, I also talked to a gal when I called the two one one number, and they said that they may want they do want as many of us, especially like here, uh, to do that because it gives them a timeline that they can follow. So it would be for research purposes, uh, not just our morbid curiosity That's to correct. see just how early this thing was introduced into our community, how fast it traveled then, uh, how much of a percentage of people that just what we thought was the flu was actually COVID. And this could answer that question, which would be huge. Yes, it would be huge. It really would. It's a key public health thing. And that's the reason why they have the test. And that's what the test is to be used for. It's not to diagnose people who have COVID. It's to help the epidemiologist figure out what the projections are, how many people have had it, and whether we, in fact, have some degree of herd immunity. Turns out to be super important. That's Dr. Scott Looper, White Spruce Medical, and you can catch him tomorrow, Saturday at 12 noon with Health Talk on KFAR 97.5 FM and 660 AM. Doc, thanks so much. I look forward to the show always. Always a pleasure. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. Okay, here it is, folks. This is an odd thing. You know, we're all, you're always hearing all these weird theories, right, about the coronavirus. And it was a bat. It was a dude that had sex with a bat. No, it was a dude that had sex with a bat and then ate a different bat. No, shut up. I love some of these. The COVID pandemic, right, will inspire a lot of what ifs, especially how things could have been different if we'd been more prepared, obviously. There's surely some positive what ifs out there. Well, uh, bullets we may have dodged. The Wall Street Journal suggests that the San Francisco 49ers blowing their 10-point fourth-quarter lead in the Super Bowl may have actually saved lives. How? Hear me out. Now, there's two reported cases of the coronavirus the day after the game. So, obviously, there were people already infected there. Now, throw in a victory parade that could have attracted more than a million people, resulting in a massive spread on the West Coast. Something like this has happened before. Thousands of people were infected during Philadelphia's World War I parade back in the days of the 1918 Spanish flu, which set off a second wave of deaths. A doctor from UC, uh, UCSF's Department of Medicine said, quote, it may go down in the annals as being a brutal sports loss, but one that may have saved many lives. Thank you, 49. No, we should be thanking them for loss. Shouldn't we be thanking the Chiefs for winning? I think that would be better than, like, thanking them for losing. You don't do that. That'd be stupid, right? But anyway, thanks very much. But now, wasn't there a parade in Kansas City? But I guess there wasn't any cases there. Is that what they're saying? But in San Francisco, they had had a couple, and this would have made it worse. There you go. Thank goodness 
Way to go. Way to lose one for the team, San Francisco. Now, if you can just do that a couple times when you play the Seahawks next year, I'll be set. The X-Rock Morning Show. Morning Show. Uh, anyway, speaking of heroes, got one on the phone with me. Speaking of city, fire, police, all that. It's the mayor, the honorable Jim Matherly on the phone with us right now. Hey, I was, jamming on, I was jamming on Volbeat, man. I love that band. Yeah, I do too. I, you know, there's a couple of really good new bands. Uh, Jim, if you haven't heard, a couple of them. Glorious Sons, you will love. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're really good. I've heard them. Dirty Honey, you will love. Not heard Dirty Honey yet. And uh, Greta Van Fleet, you'll love. Oh, yeah. But yeah of I course, like they've been around for a while. But but uh, yep. try 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 some uh, uh, Glorious Sons and Dirty, Dirty Honey. A couple of my favorites going on. All right. Thanks, Glenn, for the tip. All right. Well, right now, of course, uh, uh, Jim, I know you're kind of manning things from Home Central. Do you go into the office much, or is everything being done from home for you this week? It's all been remote, but I have been out to see a couple of the uh, employees, you know, just check on them. But I do a lot of phone calling to them. But City Hall, I've kept locked down, and I've been spending my time working at Remote Central. All right. Well, there we go. Playing some drums. You getting some drum work in at all during all this? (sighs) Getting my licks back, man. I can't believe it. My bass licks and my drum licks, I have to admit, have been taking shape. Oh, really? Well, you know, we have time. So, heck, I don't even yeah. play drums. I should have picked it up. But, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, it's good to hear. Uh, keep up the good fight. Uh, we'll get through this. We're, we'll get through this. We're, we're, we're starting. We're slowly starting to almost see the light. Almost see the light. And it's going to be glorious when it does. I agree with you 100%. Thanks, Glenn, for all your all your positivity you've given out to the community. It's a big help. All right. Well, here we go. Anyway, that's just the liquor talking, uh, you know, doing my show from home. Um, I don't know. Are, here, just between you you and me, Mayor, are you naked? Yeah. Are you naked right now? I am. No, actually, I am I am wearing a Fred Willard costume from <laughs> Best in Show. I'm recreating, I'm recreating movie scenes. It's okay. been a lot of fun. All right. Good. All right. Good enough. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, I'm naked. So uh, here we go. All right. All right. Let's get to uh, it's time we bring the mayor in. We did this last week. We should do it again. It's time to play Yes or BS. Here we go. Hold on. And now it's time for Yes. 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 Or BS. It's just an endless cycle of bullshit. Right. <laughs> and here we go. All right. For yes or BS. Uh, all right, uh, Mayor Matherly. Here's here's the thing, sir. Um, this week was the 50th anniversary of the Apollo 13 crisis. Of course, it was made okay. famous in the movie. Uh, Kevin Bacon was in it, of course. Tom Hanks, yeah. yeah. Kevin Bacon. Uh, I think uh, Ron Bill, Howard did it, I think. Any, Bill Paxton was in there. All right, so so somebody that knows. So here we go. So maybe you might be able to get some of these, because normally with yes or BS, it's like nobody knows the real answer to these, right? <laughs> some of these you may actually know. So let's give it a uh, look. Number one, right. Houston, we have a problem. It's actually a misquote. The real quote was, Houston, we've had a problem. Yes or BS? That's yes. Ah! Kevin Bacon's character, Jack Swaggart, said it first. Then Mission Control asked them to say again. And Jim Lavelle repeated, Houston, we've had a problem. So there you go. So that's, that's right. it. All right. The, all right. And here, here's the next one now. Mm-hmm. The movie was based on a book written by Jim Lavelle. Apollo that's 13. That's correct. That's yes. Well, look at this. The mayor's two for two. Uh. All right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's exactly right. <laughs> It was originally called Lost Moon, but he changed it to Apollo 13 after Ron Howard bought the rights and the movie started shooting before the book even came out, believe it or not. Yeah, he worked on the set, too, with Ron Howard. He was there as an advisor, too. It was wow. great. Wow. See, look at this. Man, did we pick the right one for you? 
<laughs> it's about I got to get tougher ones. Yeah, well, I okay. think, what was it last week? Like Oreos or something stupid? Yeah, it was, right? not, it was not good, yeah. No. All right, here we go. Here's your next question. Uh, yes right. or BS, the topic Apollo 13. Uh, they were less than halfway to the moon when the explosion happened. Yes or BS? Uh, that's yes. No, no, you got your first one wrong. They were almost there. It was 240,000 miles to the moon on average, and they were 210,000 miles into the event when the oh. oxygen tank exploded. So they were right. so close. All right, number four. From liftoff to splashdown, the entire mission lasted less than three days. Oh, that's that's BS. What? That's BS. Good. That's right. Yeah, the entire mission lasted five days, 22 hours, 54 minutes, and 41 seconds. So there you go. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was, it was longer than three for sure. Oh, wow, man. I got to pick uh, harder uh, topics here for you. All right, here's the next one. You're doing <laughs> All right. What are you now? Three out of four, I think. Yeah, that's you? right. Okay. Uh, the next mission to the moon launched less than a year later. Apollo 14, yes or BS? Less than a year later. No, that's BS. No. <laughs> yeah, it, it launched 10 months later and landed on oh. landed on the moon February 5th, 1971. We also went back three more times after that during Apollo 15, 16, and 17. I didn't realize we went there that often. I didn't know that either. I so, thought it was just a couple or three times, yeah. So for you folks out in Fox, that means they faked it five times. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that's Jim Matherly, our uh, city mayor here in Fairbanks. Keep up the good fight, sir. I think we're going to be just fine, and we'll be back at it in no time. Thanks, Glenn. Take care, man. Stay safe. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. Time again to be joined by my longtime friend, Dr. Dee Thornell from Animal House Veterinary Hospital. You may remember her from TV on uh, Animal Planet, Dr. D. Alaska Vet, been my longtime friend and vet in my family for so, so many years. It's so great to have you with us today once again to answer some pet questions. Now, you guys are open and seeing clients like one at a time in the building kind of thing. Is that right? Yep, yep. We're trying to, uh, we escort folks in, clean up afterwards. I mean, it's a, you know, very, very... Um, Clean and safe for the pets. Yeah, well, now, we had talked last week, uh, due to uh, Parvo, you guys pretty much clean around the clock, around the year, like it's a pandemic anyway. Right. Right, yeah, so yeah. That, yeah, that's got to be done. you got to keep it clean in there, so that's good news. And, of course, retail and everything is available there. You'll find them all there. And, of course, don't forget their wellness program for your pet. Now would be a good time for that. And, of course, during this time, you know, so many people have questions about their pets, D. And uh, we had one online, a guy he actually sent in, Brett from Florida, who used to live here back in the late 80s, early 90s. And uh, he used to take his pets to, you were his vet. Oh, how fun. Yeah. And uh, he says um, he has a question. And uh, he says he has a beagle, Ernie, and a Great Dane, Daphne. And the beagle flips out when he hears the Siri beep tone or a smoke alarm. He shakes and is inconsolable. We have to make him go outside till he calms down. Any ideas to remedy his anxiety? It's from a, a Siri, a beep from a Siri, like the, yeah. Yeah. You know, our dog does it with our new um, oven. 
with the timer and and Jada can hear it and it it hears the timer going and he just paces and back and forth back and forth and whines and and then finally when it's off he's like oh okay I can sit back down but you know it's hard because you don't want to go ahead and say oh it's okay it's okay because you're just encouraging him to do that at the same time you want to do something consoling so what I would try and do and we do this with dogs that uh, do not like to hear firecrackers too try and get some heavy big booming noises like Beethoven's Ninth, uh, other stuff like that, and then gradually take the music away so that they can hear it or incorporate the sounds so that they don't quite, you're going to basically mask the noise so that they don't hear it right off the bat and then gradually make it so it's a little louder and just ignore them. Try not to make a big deal out of it. Right, Or just switch from Siri to Alexa. Yeah, that's the other thing you could do, too. <laughs> or go back to the old rotary phone. Yeah, just go to a regular phone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There must be a way to change the beep in Siri. Maybe there's something you can do. Maybe uh, you can, uh, you know, maybe they have another option or something. Well, Who you knows? know what you could do is get the dog bark. Yeah. You know, I so sometimes. Yeah, that'll help. I'm sure the yeah. beagle, I'm sure that's not going to. All right, let's. he's talking about a beagle. What doesn't make a beagle freak out? They're allowed as, Anyway, here's your next question. Um, an interesting one. Is it safe to adopt a pet during COVID-19 and during the pandemic and the shutdown? Yeah, I think it is. Um, you know, you have to do it. I'm not sure how the animal control is doing it, but I know a couple different places where they've got a bunch of pets online. So you can look at the pets. Uh, I think they even have videos of them a little bit. And then, uh, you know, depending on which place you're going to, and I don't know if the animal shelter is open, but I do know there's other shelters out there for cats and dogs that they are um, got foster homes and they try and use the, the space, you know, they're two arms lengths away and, you know, uh, because we want to still try and adopt out pets and try and find them homes, too, at the same and time. especially now, some people are lonely and they could probably use some companionship, and it might be the perfect time to do just that. Yes, it would. And if you've got pets at home, don't forget, our, uh, our thoughts are you should teach your dog some new trick every day. And try and see if you can teach your cat a new trick at all. <laughs> I, I actually got Wilson. He, he does a couple of tricks. Um, I'm, getting, I'm teaching him actually how to fetch and sit and stay. Dee, thank you so much. We'll talk next week. Hey, talk to you. You guys stay sane. The X-Rock Morning Show. Morning Show. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. Time for, in case you missed it, some of the stories that uh, we talked about on my radio show during the week. And I'll just kind of gloss through a few of the highlights on a couple of these because some of them are pretty interesting and to do with the times that we're facing right now. Here's one. And I'm sure this will come in handy for many of you. There's a new app that's available that helps you meditate on the toilet. Now, I don't know why you have to be on the toilet to use the app. I don't get that part. But I think the reason is the uh, meditation sessions last five minutes and 18 seconds, about enough time, they think, for you to do your business. Because it was my dad. I hope it's on a loop, right? So you can get that app if you want it. Uh, Download the app for your, it costs 50 cents. It's called Clementine. (laughs) So you can meditate while you poop. And really, I could understand that, sure. That makes total sense, right? Uh, Families are eating way more desserts during the quarantine. Way more desserts. We're really down with the desserts these days because that's what we need. Uh, Hair dye and clippers are selling like crazy. 
because people are trying to do their own haircuts. So look for some really bad haircuts. They say the men's haircut, the long hair, is coming back because of coronavirus. So, And I've had kind of longer hair forever. So I guess I'll, once again, about every 10 years, my haircut becomes relevant again. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, let's see. Uh, now, there's some reports of uh, some uh, government agency in Hawaii found an increase in landlords offering to waive rent in exchange for sexual favors. Kind of a win-win, I guess. If they're up for it, you're up for it. Saves them some money. I don't know. It's not like they're making you, but they do kind of have you over a barrel, so to speak. So I guess for that sense, it's wrong. And here's one you never thought about. Chicken wing prices, cheapest than they've ever been. March Madness didn't happen, and we have a glut, a surplus of chicken wings in this country because what do we do when we watch sports? We eat chicken wings. And guess what? There's no sports. You know what sport there is? And this is funny because my daughter's all up in this. She started the program at UAF, and that's eSports. Suddenly, all these athletes that are making fun of eSports as being a real sport, and now they can't do anything. And what's the one sport that's competing right now? eSports, and they're making millions. <laughs> these kids, you know, snot-nosed kids out there on eSports. Are you, are you shitting me? <laughs> it's awesome. Absolutely awesome. That about does it for, uh, and finally, should liquor stores count as essential business? 42% of people say yes, 42 say no. But now uh, the younger folks say yes, and the older folks say no. But younger folks lean toward it as being essential, much like our marijuana shops here in Alaska. Those are totally essential. You know, I mean, be beats the heck out of pain meds and sleep meds and anti-anxiety meds and everything all in one right there at your local weed shop. Just me? No, I don't think so. So there you go. Well, that's just some of the things this week in case you missed it. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. You remember him from Vanilla Fudge and Cactus and having Zeppelin as his opening band, touring with Ozzy and writer of many of Rod Stewart's biggest hits. Legendary rock drummer extraordinaire joins us every week. The one and only Carmine Apiece, boys and girls. Good, dude. That, that, uh, Good, dude. How are you? Uh, excellent. So I've been spending time at the house in my little record library room uh, listening to some oh. cool vinyl. And uh, yeah, just had uh, you sent me that autographed Guitar Zeus vinyl that sounds so good in that room, man. I, sat, good, I kicked right? back with it's some really wine. I kicked back with some wine last night. It's you and Ingve and Brian May and Nugent and all. It's just uh, Neil Sean, right? Neil Sean's on. It's just great. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just great. Awesome. All right. And of course, besides that now, uh, you just sent me the best photo ever of you and uh, <laughs> you and uh, your, gal, your gal Leslie in your mask. And if you go to the X-Rock Morning Show Facebook page, you'll see it. It's a brilliant photo. Thanks so much. You guys are still in Connecticut, correct? Yep, we're in Connecticut. It was storming this morning, and now it's clear, so we're going to... Well, we are finally getting some sunshine and some warmth. As you know, I've been talking to you all winter, and it's been 30, 40... But we haven't been... We've been self-quarantining since the beginning of the year in January, Carmine. So really? Oh, I'm, well, because it was so cold. It was 30, 40 below. We couldn't go outside. We couldn't do wow. anything. And then after that. 30, 40 below. And then we got uh, we got hit with several feet of snow. We still have, my yard still has four feet deep of snow in it. 
Oh my God! And and now it's supposed oh, to warm up. Snow. It's supposed to warm up to the fifties, and it's snow. going to turn sloppy by next week. So uh, oh yeah, if it turns to fifties, your four feet of snow is going to be one big slush. And, and so it's gone. <laughs> we have been dealing with this since the middle of December here in Fair. It's been the Whoa. longest winter on history, and we were talking wow. about how long it was before the virus. So now, right? Yeah. So now I guess it's not global warming. No, well, at least not in our neck of the woods, I'll tell you that. Carmine, so uh, are you still doing a lot of, uh, you know, so many people working at home, and uh, are you able to do, how much work are you able to do from home with your business? Well, believe believe it or not, uh, we're mixing a cactus record right now, and we just uh, re-recorded a new song for Kodiak. Uh, They're doing a, a Van Halen type of cover for the... Alanis Morissette song, You Ought to Know. And it's nice. really pretty pretty different. Now and it's cool. How does that work? And we're remotely. working on that. How does well, that work? they the boys have a studio in the house, so they put the drums and the guitar down and the and then the bass player lives around the corner. He comes over and he puts the bass on. And then they send it to the singer who has a studio in uh, upstate New York. And then he does the vocals, and then they put it all together, <laughs> and they they do like a rough mix, and they send it to me, and I tell them what I don't like or what I like or what I'd like to hear, and then we do that, and then once we get it to a point where I think it's good enough, I send it to this A&R guy from Sumerian Records who's very interested in signing them, and he's working with us to get the right songs so that when we, you know, if they sign us, we can get the right song and get a radio song out that'll that he thinks will do something, and he thinks the song will do it. Excellent. So, well, I cannot wait to get that one from Kodiak. Do you guys have a possible release date for this uh, single? No, not yet, because we're working on finishing the deal. Right. Because, you know, we were just working on all that when, when everybody went into quarantine. Right. The owner, of the, the owner of the label went up to Lake Tahoe to his cabin a month ago, and he hasn't been seen since. <laughs> and he didn't want anything to do with this virus, you know. So we're we're working with, but he's into it. We sent him some other songs. We also did a cover of uh, a Panama by Van Halen, and, and it, he loved that. And uh, so we're recording as we move along, and uh, hopefully this song will polish the deal and get us the deal, and then we can move ahead and get him properly mixed. On Saturday, I'm doing this thing for uh, for uh, Dave Ellison, Ellison from uh, Megadeth. He's doing like a, he has a foundation that's like a little kid's rock thing. And they're doing some, on Saturday, they're doing an, uh, an eight-hour marathon on uh, WebEx. You know, now if wow. I had my studio set up, I could have played some drums. Right. And, and they would have sounded good, but well, I don't have that. Well, let's so just, just wait for talking. the, we'll wait for the next virus and you'll be set up. That's Carmine Apiece. <laughs> That's Carmine yeah, Apiece. Exactly, Hang right? out. Check out the photo on our Facebook page. We're looking forward to the new single from play, Kodiak. Play some of that, play some guitar Zeus that you play. For the you know what I want to do? I need to hook up. Kodiak. I've got a, my, my, uh, turntables also Bluetooth and, uh, MP3 oh, ready. Nice. So nice. I can download a vinyl version of Guitar Zeus and play one of oh, those nice. on the air. Well, one, nothing the one sounds better not, than that. The one that's not on the album is Code 19. Really? 
that's not on the. I don't think that's on the actual vinyl. Uh, on the vinyl. But but uh, but I told you about that. Yeah right? yeah 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 yeah. That's I didn't yeah. even know. I didn't even think about that. I'm gonna go back and check that out. Good stuff. All right, Carmine, yeah, got a roll, buddy. Okay, man. So good See to talk soon, to you. Bro. Give my best to Leslie. We'll next week. And we'll chat. See okay. Bye. All right. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. And speaking of Corona, how about some coronavirus uh, insanity? We always throw this down. Let's do it. Coronavirus <laughs> insanity. <laughs> okay. Coronavirus insanity. Let's take a look at what's happening uh, around the world. First story, we go to Italy, where a woman was fined for breaking the lockdown rules. Why? She was walking her pet, her pet turtle. Meanwhile, a couple in Australia were fined more than $1,000 for vacation photos. Problem is, they posted old vacation photos. Cops saw them, thought they were recent, and they violated the ban on non-essential travel and fined them. The fine was not revoked until a local news station got involved. Meanwhile, a couple in India, see, they're, every week we're getting people in India naming their children weird things. This one is called their, their baby, name their baby sanitizer as their, quote, contribution to the fight against coronavirus. Can you imagine going through life with the name sanitizer? Hey, ladies, my name's Sanitizer. Want to get a little rub down? You know, I could see this working in his favor and not. Have you heard of isolation envy? People are getting isolation envy, watching videos of other people's houses and jealous of their houses during lockdown. Especially if you're watching like stars, you know, at their, they always, they'll do something real swank in the background. It's like, wow. Or they'll be out by their pool. Oh, that must be rough. Up on an isolated hillside somewhere. It's like, oh, yeah. I don't know how you're getting through it. The Coronado National Forest in Arizona decided to lock their bathrooms to encourage people to stay home. It didn't. No, they just left their poop outside the door. Did you know you can invite a llama or a goat to your next Zoom meeting for just $65? Speaking of animals, finally, one of our favorites. It's a video that's going around of a rhinoceros spotted wandering the empty streets of Nepal just walking around strange times people strange times hang in there strange is not always bad there's some good that can come from it from the farthest north rock station in the world it's the crapper creek podcast well, that wraps up the podcast this week from the cabin here in Cramper Creek, Alaska. I'm Glenner, your host. Uh, it's been a great time. Thanks for joining me. Remember, if you want the entire insanity, join me weekdays on XROCK, www.xrock959.com, where my show streams live from 6 to 10 a.m. Alaska Standard Time. That's right. In Alaska, we're so huge, we have our own time zone. It's very cool. want to thank you all. You can join me, of course, on Facebook, uh, Glenner Anderson. Also, Glenner Anderson on YouTube. Check out my YouTube page. Love to have you there as well. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, Glennertainment. Instagram as well, at Crapper Creek, I do believe. We've got it all right there, and I'd love to hear from you anytime. Uh, join me, and look forward to talking with you next week. We'll have a bunch of guests. I want to thank Carmine Apiece. 
Dr. D. Thornell from Animal House Veterinary School, Dr. Scott Looper as well, and of course, uh, the mayor, Jim Matherly, for helping us out with Yes or BS. Had a good one. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast.